It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Samantha McLena has fallen in love with learning to quilt after she bought a sewing machine to make masks during the pandemic. It has been wonderful to have Samantha in the A Quilter's Life Facebook group, and I'm so glad we had the opportunity to get to know each other through quilting. Samantha, thanks so much for joining me on A Quilter's Life. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Tell me about where you were born and raised. I was born in Clovis, New Mexico. Shortly after I was born, probably I was about two years old. We moved to Hope, Arkansas, and I was raised in and around the community of Hope, Arkansas. Neat. What part of the state is that in? Southeast part of the state near the Texas state line. Okay. Can you share a special childhood memory? Sure. Let's see. I remember my love for sewing came from my grandmother on my mom's side. She used to sew me the little pinafore dresses, and I used to wear them. And I was young Miss Spring Hill when I was seven years old. Oh, how fun. <laughs> was it just a fun time or were you really scared to get up there in front of people? No, it was a fun time. It's a funny story. The little boy that I liked when I was seven years old and he liked me, he was named young Mr. Spring Hill. So we got to hold hands and we thought that was just the neatest thing in the world because our parents knew about it. And we just thought that was just the coolest thing in the world that we got to hold hands and not get in trouble for holding hands at seven years old. Well, fun. I'm just imagining your parents standing back and grinning. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were. And my grandparents were there and my whole family was there. And it was just a fun time. I remember I wore one of the little pinafores that my grandmother had sewn me, and I miss her dearly. Oh, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to share? Tell me about who you are. I'm about to turn 51. I'm a new quilter. I've made one quilt that is pretty much a train wreck, but my mother loves it. She wanted it for herself, so she got it. So I guess that's a plus for my quilting experience. I'm working on a little mini quilt right now for a swap that I'm in, and that's coming along nicely. I love to sew anything and everything. I spend my day in my sewing room sewing, sewing, sewing. I take care of my mom. She is... A little bit older, and she has problems with her back and her knees and her shoulders. And so I help take care of her and share the cooking and the cleaning and stuff like that. I do a lot of it because she's not able to, but we get along great. We live together, and I sew for her, and I sew for my family, and I just love to do it. I love to sew anything and everything. 
Oh, neat. Can you tell me about your employment? I am currently disabled. I have a disability that requires me to not work anymore. So I spend my day sewing and quilting <laughs> and taking care of my mom and our two dogs. <laughs> That's plenty to do. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love helping taking care of my mom. She's the light of my world. I have two sisters that live in Virginia, so they're not able to be here. So we talk daily. We are all on a group chat, so it's just me and my mom. Yeah. Where do you live now and how did you get there? Like I said, I was raised in Hope. When I was older, I moved to Virginia because my sisters both moved to Virginia and then my mom followed them. And then I followed my mom and my two sisters out there in Virginia. And we all lived around in the same place. And it just wasn't for me. I felt like I had left something back in Arkansas. I'm a Southern girl, which I know Virginia is a Southern state, but I'm a true Southern girl. And I just missed my hometown. I missed Hope, Arkansas. It's not a big town. It's relatively small town, about twelve to 13,000 people. It's the birthplace of President Bill Clinton. Anyway. <laughs> well, when you said that, I was thinking, I knew that name sounded familiar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so but, I should have um, known that. <laughs> yeah. So I came back here, and I lived in Little Rock for a couple of years and my mom decided when she retired that she wanted to move back to Arkansas because her closest sister lives here in Hope, Arkansas. I'm actually looking at her house from my bedroom window as we speak and we live way out in the country and I moved in with my mom to help take care of her and her sister. And I'm based in Hope, Arkansas, and that's where I plan to uh, spend the rest of my days. Nice. It's great to be home, isn't it? It is. I've actually reconnected with some of my school friends, and that's an awesome thing. We talk about when we were younger and used to play in jacks and swing sets and Monopoly and all kinds of things. And I actually see her on a weekly basis. She's my best friend. So we have a good time. We share a lot of things. That is so nice. Not everybody has that. We're such... No, they don't. Yeah. Well, I also wanted to thank you for being part of my A Quilters Life Facebook group. That's how I contacted you. I really do appreciate you being in the group. I love being in the group and I appreciate so much that you've given me this opportunity to be a part of your podcast and that you've accepted me into your group. It's an awesome group. I get lots of feedback in the group and I can ask questions and pretty much just be myself and I don't have to feel stupid for asking silly questions. There's no silly questions, but I feel like I have silly questions until somebody validates my questions and answers me. So I appreciate that opportunity. Mm -hmm. 
No, no silly questions. The only thing silly would be to not ask your questions. Thank you. Besides quilting, are there other crafts you do or have done? I love to make jewelry. I like to make bracelets, especially bracelets and earrings. I've met a lot of people through the quilting community that share the same interests that I do. So we share baubles. I guess that's what you call the little bracelet making things, baubles and finds. That's what you call the little clasp and stuff like that. They're called finds. And we share a lot of that stuff and we send it to each other back and forth. And it's just, it's an amazing, amazing thing to do. Yeah. How about any other hobbies? My uncle has cows. This is going to sound crazy. My uncle, it's my mom's brother-in-law. He lives across the road from us. He has cows. And he has a lot of baby cows. When they're born, sometimes he has to hand feed them with a bottle. And he always calls me when he has a down calf. And I go over there and... I take on the responsibility of feeding the calf three to four times a day with a bottle and raise the calf and get it pen worthy so that it can go out and be amongst the other cows. And that's another one of my hobbies is riding four-wheelers and feeding baby calves. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone needs a niece like you. <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun. I love feeding the little baby cows and the calves and they get their slobber all over you and you get dirty and it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing to watch them go from down to not feeding on their mom or whatever to running and bucking wild and going crazy and let them out and they just join the herd and it's just an amazing feeling. Oh, that has to be rewarding. It's very rewarding. How did you come to find out about quilting? I started actually when the COVID-19 hit. I wanted to sew something. You know, like I said, I'm disabled, so I don't work. So I was bored one day, and my mom and I went to the store and bought a sewing machine. And I decided I wanted to start sewing masks for my family and me and then it came to be where I was sewing masks for the community and donating them to the hospital that is in my town. So I donated some to that hospital. I donated a few masks to another friend that's a nurse. I donated a few masks to another lady that found out I was making masks, and she asked me to make about 20 for her. So I just started, I made masks. And then I wanted to further that, so I started sewing hanging towels, you know, the kind that you hang from the oven door. Mm -hmm. So I started making those, and then I started doing, like, pajama pants, baby stuff, burp cloths, bibs. I've got a brand-new nephew. Well, he's not brand-new. He's six months old. I started making him bibs and I just started sewing just everything I could come across I started looking up online patterns 
one day I came across a pattern that was foundation paper pieced, and I learned how to do that, endeavoring on that right now. And one day I started doing half square triangles, came up with a quilt, it's a throw, and I made enough half square triangles to make a throw, and I made it. And it's gone from there. Now I'm foundation paper piecing anything I can get my hands on. (laughs) It kind of takes over our lives, doesn't it? It does. Quilting takes over my life, but I'm a better person for it. I have found my true calling is sewing and quilting and especially foundation paper piecing. (laughs) That is so neat. I have listed what is your favorite quilt, but you kind of described a little bit of what the quilt you made was. Or is there a quilt that you had growing up or was given to you or something that you really like? I've never had a quilt. I've never owned a quilt. I made that one for my mom, and that's as far as it goes. I had baby blankets when I was younger that were made for me, but I've never owned a quilt. I'm aspiring one day to do that for myself, that I'll have my own quilt. So I'm collecting quilt blocks. I make them when I'm not doing anything else. I just start foundation paper piecing quilt blocks, and I'm collecting them to make myself my own quilt. Oh, neat. Well, while you were working on your quilt, was there a tool that you found that you were so happy to have? The tool that I found that I'm so happy to have is my quarter inch mm-hmm. sewing foot. Yeah. And the walking foot that I recently broke trying to do something that I wasn't supposed to be doing with it. And I broke it. And so now I don't have one. So now I'm looking for another one. Oh, no. Those were the two. Oh, of course, my seam ripper. Yeah. I have come to love my seam ripper. (laughs) I'm curious how you found out about a walking foot. The first quilts I made, I did not have a walking foot. So I'm kind of curious how you heard about it. How I found out about the walking foot was I was sewing one day and I was finishing up the quilt. And my mom used to be a sewer. And she asked me, she said, don't you have one of those feet that will go through and she didn't know what it was called she said that we'll go through multiple layers and I said what are you talking about because I was having problems with just the regular presser foot on my sewing machine she said you know it sews through multiple layers and I said I don't know what you're talking about so I started googling it and I googled it and it came up on the walking foot so I purchased a sewing foot set Mm-hmm. and it had a walking foot in there, and I said, what is this? And she said, that's what I was talking about. She said, it sews through multiple layers. So I tried using it, and I used it, and it worked perfectly, and that's how I found out about it. That's great. It's a great tool to have. I just was so curious since I made two quilts without it. It's so much better with it. It is so much better with it. <laughs> So what was your favorite part of the process, or did you like each step as you went? I'll tell you the worst 
part of my process that I hated the most was using a top sheet to bind it. Hmm. I would not recommend doing that. It is hard to do, and I messed up royally. But like I said, my mom loves my quilt, so that validates it for me. But yeah, using a top sheet to do the binding part. Did you use it as the backing and then pulled it over for the binding? Yes. Okay. And it was hard to do. Very hard to do. So I will not be doing that on my next quilt. I will be just regular binding my quilt. (laughs) That was a good learning experience. It was an awesome learning experience. So was that your worst quilting experience so far? Yes. I know you're just into this, but why do you think you've decided to make quilts instead of spend your time on something else? What made me decide to do quilts was a lady I met from New Zealand is making quilts for the Ukrainian refugees. And I know that we have a lot of refugees coming into the United States and some of them, the children have cancer and they're going to St. Jude's Hospital. And I told her about that. And we've decided that she's going to make the quilts and I'm going to make the pillowcases, the quilted pillowcases to match the quilts using her design to send to St. Jude's Hospital for the children. What a great idea. That's wonderful. So that's what got me into foundation paper piecing of the quilts. I had made the quilt for my mom a while back, but what really got me into the whole quilting experience was the Ukrainian refugee quilts. Wow. I did look you up on Facebook, and I saw we had a friend in common, Debbie Montgomery. That's her. Okay. That's That's the one. That's what I wondered, if that was her or not. I did interview her, so if you want, you can go back and find her interview. I would love to. She's a wonderful lady. I had a great time with her. I bet. Who do you plan to make your quilts for? As I said, I'm going to make my next quilt for myself Mm -hmm. because I've never had a quilt. And I just think that would just be the most awesome thing to have a quilt that my own hands have made. I've got some vintage material from my aunt, my mom's sister. A couple of her sisters, actually, I've got some vintage material from that I'm going to throw into the quilt. I'm also going to throw into the quilt some material that I've gotten through swaps that I've done on Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to make it my own, and that's going to be my next quilt. It's going to be just mine and nobody else's. (laughs) That has to be exciting. It is very exciting. I usually make my quilts for great nieces and nephews, and I'm actually working on one for myself now, so I know that excitement. It is very exciting. I'm just taking my time. When I see a foundation paper piece, and it's going to be all over the place. My quilt's going to be all over the place. It's going to have gnomes on it, and it's going to have flowers on it, but it's going to be completely paper pieced. 
every block is going to be paper pieced and it's going to have just a little bit of everything, just things that make me happy. Yeah. Can you share a tip from something you've learned about quilting? Always use, if you want a quarter inch seam allowance, the thing to do is use the quarter inch presser foot and do not use a sheet for the backing of a quilt. It is so hard to do. And I'm not a good binder at all, but I think I would be a lot better at that than using the sheet as a backing for a quilt. And I read while I was doing the quilt not to do that because it's so much harder than just regular binding. But I did it anyway because I thought it was going to be easier and it was not. So my tip would be don't use the sheet for the binding on the quilt. Well, Samantha, this was great. Do you have anything else you would like to share with me? I just want to thank you so much for inviting me to do this. It's been an amazing experience. And for anyone out there who's listening, if you get the chance to do this, please do it because it's been an amazing experience. I've learned a lot about myself, even through this interview. And I know myself, but I've learned a lot from myself, even through this interview. Thank you for that perspective. I think I get selfish sometimes. And I think people want to remember who they are and to share who they are. But I didn't think about people learning about themselves. So that is a great perspective. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you so much, Mr. Chamberlain. Uh huh. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>